You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, very often, many of us are mistaken about proclamation, ministry, and formation. Many often, very often, many people, they think that proclamation is synonymous with ministry. It is not exactly. In fact, the word ministry in Catholic terminology is often restricted to ordained ministry. It refers to the celebration of the sacraments, the celebration of the liturgy. And that is the reason why sometimes people think that because proclamation is synonymous with ministry, the mission of the church is fundamentally the work of priests. And of course, this is not true. Today in the gospel, we see that the work of proclamation is given to every baptized Christian. The Lord appointed 72 others. It is true that ordained ministry belongs to the 12 apostles and those whom they ordained. But the 72 others, they are simply disciples of the Lord. They have been sent out just like the 12 to preach the gospel to proclaim the gospel. That is why Jesus, at the end of his stay on earth, he said to all the disciples, go and proclaim the good news to all creation. So what is basically proclamation? Proclamation is what the mission entails. And proclamation involves also the proclamation of God's love and mercy, His reconciliation and healing. And that was what the Lord told the disciples, to go to every house, work in peace, and wherever is needed, cure the sick, and proclaim the kingdom of God. It is very important, therefore, always to remember that the mission of the church is the proclamation of the good news. But this good news cannot be simply confined to words, to doctrines. The good news must be concretized in daily life. That is why the works of mercy, the work of reconciliation, the work of restoration of the planet, the work of promoting harmony among all religions and among all peoples. This is part of the mission of the church. We cannot confine the mission of the church simply just to the proclamation of some doctrines of the church. It goes beyond that. Of course, for us Christian, the proclamation is basically that of the charisma, 
that leads to passion, the death, and resurrection to follow. This sums up this whole process of reconciliation with God and with one another because of God's forgiveness in Christ Jesus. When proclamation ends, this is where worship begins. That is why in today's first reading from the book of Nehemiah, we have Ezra, the scribe. He gathered the people together, and we are told he took the book of the law. He opened it, and the people praised God. They bowed down before the law, the word of God. And when Ezra read the word of God, they praised him. Praise the Lord who gave the word for Ezra to read. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, proclamation, the end of proclamation is truly worship. Worship of God is the highest form of our relationship with him. It is in worshipping God that we are able to place ourselves in this world and to know who we are before him. But my dear friends, the real work of the church begins after proclamation and worshipped. The real work begins when we are called to provide ongoing formation, which we call didache. Ongoing formation of those who have recognized Jesus as the Lord, who have accepted him, and who have begun to worship him. But this is where the weakness of the church lies. It is indeed great to have great missionaries, anointed preachers, to give us retreat, like what we do. Christ Encounter Retreat, Conversion Retreat, all kinds of retreat. It is great to invite anointed preachers to conduct rallies for our people, seminars, big conferences. All these certainly are important and are useful to strengthen the faith of our people, to inspire them, to help them to fall in love with Jesus. But once these anointed preachers go, after all the enthusiasm, very often such enthusiasm cannot last long. What sustains our people is not just having some big rallies. As I say, these are important. But what is even more important is the ongoing formation. And that is what we are lacking. Many of our newly baptized, after baptism, they are left on their own. Those who used to journey with them, they are too busy because they have to attend to a new batch of catechumens. And so they are left stranded. They are newly born babies, still taking the milk but not ready to face 
the challenges of Christian life. But they are without mentors to guide them. And this is true. We hold so many big rallies. But is there a follow-up? That is the point. If there is no follow-up, all these rallies will not bring real conversion. That is the reason why we notice in today's first reading, after proclamation, after worship, the Levites explained the law to the people while the people remained standing, translating, giving the sense so the people understood what was read. In the big crowd, in the big assembly, not everybody has the same level of understanding. Not everybody has the same level of faith. That is the reason why everyone must be treated and dealt with and helped individually. But as I said, this is where we are lacking. That is why the work of evangelization, trying to retain those who have accepted Jesus, those who have been converted, very often we fail to sustain them. And very soon they will drift away. So providing that ongoing formation is a real challenge, but that is required. That's the reason why in the world evangelization today, we who are in organizations, in parishes, we must always think in terms of mentoring. How do we mentor disciples after us so that they too can lead their own groups? The church can never expand if we just depend on the 12 apostles or even the 72. We need to multiply leaders, the sure sign that the work of formation has been done is at the end of today's first reading, we are told the people were asked, go, eat the fat, drink the sweet wine, send a portion to the man who has nothing prepared. For this is the day that is sacred to the Lord, do not be sad. The joy of the Lord is your stronghold. It is only when we are sent out with joy and the people were so happy to go and share whatever they had, the joy that they have received with others. Precisely, if we have not encountered the joy of the Lord, there is no good news to proclaim. That is why Pope Francis in his encyclical, The Joy of the Gospel, the best way to evangelize is once again, it is to proclaim the joy of the Lord. And this joy of the Lord is translated in the deep love for the word of God as today we serve the feast of St. Jerome. Ignorance of the scripture is to be ignorant of Christ. Falling in love with scriptures, falling with Jesus, and that is the way how we strengthen our faith and truly become a potent force of transformation in the world. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.